Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tim Gunn and Heidi Klum are the dynamic duo viewers have come to love from the show Project Runway. Heidi Klum is a global supermodel, and Tim Gunn has spent his career at Parsons School of Design. On this episode of the Carlos Watson Show podcast, Tim Gunn and Heidi Klum reflect on their experiences on the show Project Runway and their new Amazon Prime show, Making the Cut. Hey, Tim, how are you? Hi, Carlos. Hey, Heidi, how are you? Good, really excited to be on the show. I'm really excited to have you. Uh, Tim, you don't know this, but Heidi and I had lunch. She doesn't remember, but we had lunch many, many years ago. Oh, that's lovely. Where, where was it? At the Beverly Hills Hotel? No, it was at Madison Park in New York. Uh, Desiree Gruber uh, set us up there for uh, an interview that we did together. And, um, oh, my goodness, and Jane Cha was still with Don't you. Don't say I don't remember it, because now that you're telling me, I do remember it. <laughs> I do. Okay. All is right. it in the building that has the clock in it? It is. Okay. Exactly. I do remember. I, like I was saying, I knew you would remember. Well, nice to see you again after 100 years. So how come you haven't interviewed me since then? Was it that boring? No. <laughs> <laughs> see, Tim, this is why you're better than me. No, it was great. <laughs> And in fact, Heidi, I still tell people that no one has more good energy than Heidi Klum, that she's got the best good energy that I know. And do you remember you even told me that you found being pregnant fun? I don't know if you remember that, but you told me that you found being pregnant fun. No, but that's true because, you know, clearly I uh, maybe this was my first um, pregnancy. Well, I did it three more times after. So and I did tell the nurse and the doctor, I'm like, I'll be back next year. And they're like, no, you're not. And I'm like, and I was over and over again. And I'm so happy I did because I have the biggest craziest bunch here at home my house is insane but i wouldn't have it any other way it's loud it's like i don't know there's so much going on here and plus you know when you have four kids and then they bring their friends it's yes. like it is insanity or something 
you must come to him and live with me for a week and see what happens here. <laughs> I, I may just zoom in, Heidi. <laughs> yeah, so that you can quickly zoom out again. <laughs> <laughs> now, Tim, something tells me that you would be the ultimate uncle. I could see you giving good gifts. I could, I could see having fun with you. I could see people looking forward to being with you. Are, are you are you an uncle or a uh, a shadow uncle to uh, to lots of kids? Well, Carlos, I'm a, I'm a real uncle and I will tell you a secret. People don't know this. My niece and my nephew who are now in their 30s, they still call me Uncle Nagbag. <laughs> I love that. Now, why did you <laughs> Really? That is so funny. Or Uncle Nag, or just UNB for short. Oh, <laughs> what are you nagging about all the time? Oh, I can't help myself, Heidi. I nag about everything. <laughs> when, when my niece was an infant and she was crawling, I taught her how to pick up lint. <laughs> no, you didn't. You're like, while you're down there, make sure this is cleaned up down there. Yes. That's hilarious. <laughs> Oh my God! Now, Heidi, are you a strict mom or no? Are you? You seem like you're kind of a fun mom, but something tells me the German in you has to come out at some point. You have to be a little bit of a strict mom. It is really hard. It is very hard for me. I don't know. I guess because my father was quite strict with me, and I didn't like some of the things. So I don't know. I just didn't. I wanted to be different with my kids. And I don't know, my husband does tell me sometimes, he's like, you got to put your foot down. Otherwise, they're going to walk all over you. You know, and I'm like, well, sometimes I feel like it's already too late. You know? <laughs> they're already like who they are in a way. But I mean, it's I try to be more fun with them. Yeah. Instead of strict. I don't know, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, uh, four is a real number. So that's uh, so that's good on you. And I saw did I see your big girl is now following in your footsteps? It is mind blowing to me. Wow. It really is. You know, I mean, she is doing her own thing and she's really good at it. You know, she just did a photo shoot last Friday again that I, you know, I go to all of her shoots because she is still young. You know, she's 17. And, but I just stand on the sideline. You know, I just watch her do her thing. Like, I don't have to be like, you should be more like this or you should do more like that. Like, she just does it. She feels super comfortable in front of the camera. It doesn't matter if they're doing video or if they're asking her a question or if she's doing, you know, just photos or change. I mean, nothing is a problem. And I think it's because um, she kind of grew up in this world. Like I didn't grow up in this world, you know, but she, you know, I mean, Tim knows my kids have come to set many times over the years and they couldn't be faced by like a runway or, you know, cameras everywhere because I don't know, they just used to it, I guess, you know? Well, and I have to have to assert too, um, Carlos, in the top, topic of Heidi's parenting, her children are so superbly behaved. She has to be the <laughs> most fabulous mom. <laughs> you saw them on a good day. They're not always <laughs> superbly <laughs> behaved, you know? I mean, honestly, sometimes I'm like, really? Why is your elbow on the table like this while you're eating? Like, where does this come from all of a sudden? Since when are we doing this? I've been telling you your whole entire life to have your arms properly to the either side, you know? So sometimes they do things where I'm like, did you not hear me nagging about that for your entire life? Where's this elbow coming from? Maybe Uncle Nagbag should pay a visit. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, now, where are you guys both right now? Tim, where are you? I'm in a 100 degree New York. 
Ooh. And I'm in Los Angeles. And so have you guys seen each other during the pandemic properly or have you guys been doing everything by Zoom? Well, we taped during the pandemic. Only when we were filming. I mean, we filmed kind of at the height of the pandemic last year. You know, we were meant to shoot um, during the summertime, but then it got pushed further and further back to the end of the year. But you have no idea how happy we were that it was even happening. Because, I mean, Tim and I and producers, we talked so much to the point where I'm like, I don't think it's going to happen anymore. Yeah. I don't see it happening because there were so many, res- right? There were so many restrictions and they were like, we still have no green light, but boy, once we got that, we were jumping up and down and you know, who was more jumping up and down is our 10 designers because for them, this is life changing. You know, they all have businesses, but they come from different parts of the world. And you know, it's different when you have like a small boutique somewhere or now you're open to the world. 200 countries are watching us. So this will, even if you're not the winner, you right. still, your whole, everything will change because of this, you know? Because they will all have fans and followers and people who are buying now their clothes, you know? How, how much advice do you guys give them off camera? Um, like how deep do you go in giving them advice? No, nothing is off camera, never. Everything, they are, we call it on ice being on ice like they can't they can't even like speak to each other like they can't know because it's a reality show whenever some because then something would happen off camera and it's like yeah. oh this was discussed off camera no that doesn't know everything we do is on camera you will not see everything that gets filmed on camera <laughs> because otherwise <laughs> it would be like hours and you would probably be like <sighs> sitting there because we go really into detail, you know, and sometimes it takes a very long time. So, you know, people will only see the best parts of it. Um, You know, especially the deliberation, you know, when Jeremy um, and Winnie and Ivan were talking and talking about the designers, you know, that all gets cut down to just like the highlights of what what it said, but it goes on for hours. Sometimes Two, three o'clock in the morning because we were fighting for our favorites, you know? And, and, and Tim, do you guys fight differently on making the cut than you did on Project Runway? Or are you just carry the same chemistry over? Well, I mean, Carlos, we can't change our chemistry, which is just otherworldly. I mean, who, who, who would ever dream that the two of us would be such lovebirds, which we are? Um, but what's wonderful about making the cut, which was not true on the other show, is that on the other show, Heidi and I had such separate and discreet roles, we barely interacted. And on making the cut, we interact all the time. It's fantastic. Yeah. It was part of what we wanted to do when, when we left the other show and, and created this new one. Yeah. All right. All right, Tim, that is my favorite new phrase. I like it, the other show. So <laughs> you don't even give a name to it. I love that, Heidi. We don't even give a name to it. We just call it the other show. No, we can say, no, Project Runway was our first child. You know, I mean, it really was, you know, and we're proud of it. It's not like we're like, oh, we don't want to have anything to do with it. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm still proud of what we've done, you know, but I'm even more proud of what, you know, what this new chapter in our fashion life is about, because this has become more real for everyone. It has become interactive, which is something we've always dreamt of. And we're actually giving these designers an opportunity, every assignment that they can make money. You know, every assignment, when we have a winning look, you can buy it as the viewer immediately on Amazon fashion in the making the cut store. So it's like, it's a win-win situation for everyone. People at home who are like, I have to have it in the past. 
They couldn't have it. Now, in two days with Amazon, it's right on your doorstep, you know? So it just is the circle is finally full. And, you know, finally, also the designers are benefiting from that. Not only the winner, you know? It's really, it truly is surreal. Um, it's nothing short of a miracle that, that this can actually be achieved. And Tim and Heidi, whose idea was it? Because as I hear you say that, it makes a ton of sense. That, that's a really natural evolution. It's almost like, in my mind, going from Soul Cycle to Peloton, meaning that, that both made sense, but one was kind of a natural evolution, allowed people to do even more and more. So whose idea was, was it to, to help make it interactive and to make it as global as it sounds like you guys have made it? Oh, I'm going to step in and say Heidi has wanted to do this for years, but Amazon makes it feasible. Yeah, I think, you know, by doing this show for so long or being, you know, creating fashion, it never made sense to me that no one can actually have it. <laughs> and, you know, and the designers are not benefiting from it. And, you know, we did shop the show to different networks and they wanted it. And um, I don't know, we never could fill the circle all the way around if it wasn't, you know, for someone like Amazon. You know, everyone loves and knows Amazon. And this is the only way how you can, you know, how you can shop and get what you see on TV. It has never been done before. So this was for me the most natural thing. Hey, my name is Jay Shetty and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like a recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women. Like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean... It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles. 
podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. Heidi, how have these two shows changed you, if at all? And I'm not looking for any particular answer, but I'm just curious, given the fact that you've had a chance to do these now for well over a dozen years, meet all sorts of different people, has it changed you in a major way or two, or has it just been just another rich part of your life? I think, you know, meeting all these creative people all the time, you know, definitely boosts you every time because they the same passion that I have for this industry and the twinkle in my eye I have when I see something that I'm like, oh, how amazing is this what I'm just seeing on the runway? I have to have this, you know? There are only like a few people like who are that jonesing about fashion. Like how in, I see that same passion in their eyes when they're coming, their hunger for like being here and, you know, being accepted in, in this industry and producing things, you know, they're artists. And, you know, I... I still love it as much today as I loved it then. And what is so beautiful, and I said this also, you know, about, you know, last last night it was AGT and I got to hit my golden buzzer. And it's the same thing. It's like, there are so many talented people out there. And when you feel like you find someone special, like when we find someone special on Making the Cat and you are able to shine a light on someone, you know, so that they're seen more, you know, it's a beautiful feeling that you can boost someone's career by just shining a light on them. I'm not designing for them. We're not doing that for them. They're just doing them. We're just putting, you know, a camera on them so that people get to see who they are and what they can do. And it's amazing. So it feels good, you know, to be able to do that. I, I love I love that you get to do it. And as I hear you say that, that must be such a beautiful thing to also see people circle back to you or cycle back to you and to see them. I mean, you're almost like a teacher who gets to watch people kind of grow and uh, go and uh, and go over time, which... Uh, I, I mean, I, I would never say I'm a teacher. I think I'm always more of a cheerleader, you know? Like I, you know, I mean, Jeremy Scott, who sits right next to me, you know, I feel like he is who they all want to be. He is a true artist, a visionary, and he has the ability to create the most amazing art pieces where people would be like, who's wearing that where to, you know? He has the ability to have the most creative things and then um, show what that translate in a t-shirt or in a normal, in a pant. So you always feel the essence of Moschino, of Jeremy Scott. And this is essentially what they have to do. You know, they always show us two looks that come down the runway. You know, we will give them an assignment and then, you know, they have to always make something that is does not necessarily have to be wearable, you know, so, but you just show your craft and what you can do and your imagination. But then how does that translate to someone that they can, people can wear this? Because at the end of the day, 
we want to make this not just for the art because we also want people to be able to walk around in this all over the world. So it's it's been a lot of fun, you know, watching them and seeing all those creations. And I don't know, that's what always keeps my juices flowing is all these people who are so into this and eager and they're like with their eyes and they're like, oh my God, we're here. Oh my God, it's Tim. And they're like, you know, they, I mean, how excited were they on the first day when they met us? It was so excited. fun. Yeah. Tim, talk to me about what has surprised you the most. Because I've heard you say before that when the show first started, you were consulting. And so what it, you know, your participation grew during the auditions, I think I heard you say somewhere else. You know, what surprised you the most about what's happened and transpired over the last 15 plus years? If you were to go back and talk to Tim 2004, what two or three things are going to surprise him the most about this journey? Well, I mean, Carlos, considering that I spent 29 years as a teacher in a classroom, the fact that that I was even in a television show was, to me, completely um, flabbergasting, and I still have difficulty wrapping my brain around it. Um, so, so you know that I was a consultant initially. I was never intended to be on camera. And even that first season of taping, I was very aware of the camera placement, and I thought, well, as long as everyone has the designers responding to me, no one needs to see me, no one needs to hear my voice. And no one was more surprised than I that I was actually in the cut of the show. Um, yeah. And, and that, well, yeah, that because we never, we never really intended for Tim to have a big part in the show. But, you right. know, this is how reality this show is. It's a real reality show. And Tim is... He, he never changed. He is today the same way how he was the very first day when we met. It's not like he's playing all of a sudden a part, you know? You've always been like that. I mean, you've probably gotten better the same way how I have gotten better in, like, memorizing certain things, you know? I mean, oh, yeah. every, nothing is scripted apart from when we give the assignment because, you know, there's always certain things that they have to work within and that, you know, we have to come you know, we have to tell them that, uh, you know, correct. And lawyers are involved for fairness. Why so, is that? I said and lawyers are involved for fairness when it comes to, to, to the, presenting the assignment. Yes. So we have, so, yeah, so we have we to have, be on point. Yeah, yeah, we have to be on point. So, you know, but other than that, you know, everything is the way we see it and how we feel it. And, you know, that's how, you know, it's, it's a reality show. So... I love I love that. And I didn't appreciate that because I do tend to think of reality as more scripted. And I can see as I hear you guys talk uh, that it's not it's a little more uh, free flowing. Um, uh, who, yeah. who, when you guys look back across the expanse of it, uh, tell me about one or two of the most talented people, Heidi, who you've come across over this time. And I know that that's hard because there have been so many. But, but give me one or two because you got to see them all and you got to think about it and compare. Give me one or two. You mean the- also, you know, from Project Runway or from Making the Cut? Both, both. I mean, because, I mean, Christian Siriano mm-hmm. is, you know, I mean, he is incredible. I see him dress everyone, you know, and, and, and from all different parts of life, too. If it's a singer, uh, an actress, a model, you name it. And he is so good at it. And he's, he does accessories. He does, I don't know, perfumes and home decor. It is just, but he has always been like that. He is an energizer bunny. You could see it. Some people just have it. And he's one of those super, super special people, works very hard. And I don't know, I, I love him. And, I, you know, can I answer that? Can, can I just add to Christian? Yeah. Um, Carlos, in all my years of teaching, I, I, I've said it with some frequency, 
Um, I've never met a fashion prodigy. When we met Christian for the auditions, I turned to my colleagues and I said, I've never met a fashion prodigy until today. Oh, I just had goosebumps. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why? I, I mean, I like Christian and I know him. Uh, why? What makes, you, what makes you say that? For all the reasons Heidi just cited. Um, okay. And, and I knew it within 30 seconds of meeting him. Yeah. Looking at his work, feeling his energy, hearing about his vision. He's a prodigy. You, are, you knew already then he was going to go far, you know? And, yeah. and sometimes when that happens, it's hard when you do a reality television show because like, oh my God, he's good every time. Like, do we know the winner already in the first week? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so what, what, what do you do, Heidi, when that happens? What do you do when you know the outcome, when you're like, this kid is going to win the whole thing? What, what do you do when you do that? I mean, no, I mean, every, every runway show is fresh and new. And we always give the winner, you know, of that week, who was the best, you know? So if it is sometimes two or three times in a row, the same person, that's it. <laughs> you know, you can't fake that. We have to be honest at the end of the day, we can't just do this. Oh, let's pick someone else. So it's not always that person, but if that same person just knocks it out of the park every week, <laughs> then that's, then that's it. That's reality. Johnny Hoda, also another one, you know, he was our winner from last year. Amazing. Um, I mean, he's doing extremely well. Or Esther, you know, she was a runner up. I just worked with her when I was in Germany. She did a big, big fashion show on, on my German um, model show. I mean, there's a lot of talented, talented people that we have found over the years, many. I, I love that you guys have had that opportunity. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women. Like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean... It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Tim, let me ask you a little bit about dreaming fearlessly, because as Heidi is saying, you guys have had a front row seat with a lot of creative people who've tried to dream fearlessly. What advice do you give to people who are trying to dream fearlessly, but maybe they're struggling, it's not coming together the way they want? When you're kind of having a real heart-to-heart, what's the best advice you've either gotten or given about dreaming fearlessly? Well, the, the, the first thing that, that I ask an individual is, know who you are and tell me who you are. Who are you? And if you struggle with that question, then you're going to be off course and, and you can't really be righted. That, that's the most important grounding element, in my opinion. And then, then we move forward from there. But until you know who you are and what you want to say and how to say it, you're going to struggle. Yeah, because and you can feel it. It's hard to believe someone when, you know, because you have to believe into a concept that someone has. And, you know, especially now when we're looking for a real brand, you know, you have to have also right. a little business savvy, too. You can't just like, oh, I can sew a fun thing together, you know. I mean, you were looking for someone who has longevity and who really thought this through. So if you haven't thought this fully through and I can sense that, I already don't want to believe you. And you don't want to invest a million dollars into that person for them to still figure out who they are, you know. So it's really great when you find someone that they feel very secure in who they are and who they are addressing, who they want to address, you know. Uh, Heidi, Heidi, have you ever struggled with knowing who you are? Probably still am today. No, I'm kidding. I, I mean, I'm definitely, I love being a chameleon. Like I'm not someone who is, especially when people are like, so what is your fashion? What is your style? I'm very eclectic, you know, because I have, I'm a Gemini. I have def- different moods. Like I love to be super sexy. I love to play the sex kitten with a super short skirt and the super high heels. Or, you know, I like to show my curves, you know. And then there's days when I'm like, no, today I'm business you know, and then I'm like, everything is like turtleneck, suit, you know, still heels, but clothes give you like a certain kind of power or a certain kind of strength or they underline your personality. And that's why I still think fashion is so important because it does do something to your, to you, you know, because the way people see you or the way you want to be seen or just for your own boost for that day, you know, I think fashion is still so important, but like, so I don't really have like one lane that I want to be, you know, sometimes I want to be bohemian and hippie and then I'm in Birkenstocks and like a long dress and be like, yay, you know, so, but I love that. I love playing different parts. You know, there's a lot of women, they find it easier also to have that, um, that uniform almost, not that it's like a real uniform, but you know, they 
Sometimes it's also easier because then they can focus on different things. See, I am very visual and I, so I need all that madness. I have thousands of bells and shoes and things and I love to bedazzle things. And that's just, so we're all different, you know? And, And Tim, what about you? Have you ever struggled with knowing who you are? Oh, Carlos, indeed I have. Um, it was um, probably midway through my career as an educator that I became comfortable with who I am. Um, and, and I won't say resigned, though I am saying it. Um, just accepting of, of this is who I am. And, and I'm proud of it. And I'm good at it. And I, I honestly thought I would spend the rest of my life in a classroom. So the fact that that um, Project Runway happened at age 50 um, is totally surreal for me, totally surreal. And here we are 17 years later, and Heidi and I are with a new show on Amazon. It's, it's really it, almost impossible to believe. It's life. Life is a roller coaster of emotions, of things that are changing. Constantly you get something thrown at you and you have to deal with it. You know, and also sometimes great things happen, you know, yeah. like... Like we're, we're getting to do this at this part in our life. You know, I've, you've seen so many people coming and go. So we're thankful and happy that we still get to do what we love, you know? Absolutely. It's, it's life's serendipitous path. Um, Heidi, you still have that good energy that I remember. And I think, I think I'm officially putting Heidi, uh, Tim, in my top 1% of energy people alongside. Heidi, you know who's with you is your boy, Terry Crews. He's got a ton of energy, too. I love, I love him. He, it's true. He, I mean, even, you know, because sometimes we have like really long days where we see like, I don't know, a hundred people where you're like, why are these people waiting online all day to do that? Really? You know, <laughs> but he, he is always like, he comes out and he's dancing. I mean, we're, we're having a fantastic time. It's we're it's, we're very similar in that sense. We always want people to laugh around us, to have a good time. You know, I also believe that's why I'm here. You know, I'm here to, you know, put a smile on people's faces. I do. And you do. Hey, guys, I'm going to do rapid fire with you to close out. I would love to hit you both with a couple of quick questions and get your quick reaction. May I do that? Yeah. Okay. Your favorite movie of all time? Wizard of Oz. Ooh, nice one. Heidi? Um, I mean, it's hard. Um, maybe Madagascar? I didn't expect that. That's a good one, too. Okay, I like that. The kids movie, but number one, not number two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's a kind of, I also did love Dory also on the Finding Nemo, also very good. Interesting that you like the kids movies. Okay. I've watched more kids movies than adult movies. <laughs> I really have. <laughs> I also loved Avatar. <laughs> Avatar was very good. Um, all right. Heidi, I'm half tempted to ask. I, okay, I, I'm going to stick with Rapid Fire because you almost got me going somewhere different. What's your karaoke song? I don't really do karaoke. I don't do karaoke either for a reason. I don't know. <laughs> I never do karaoke because then I feel like karaoke is one of those things where you're like, am I supposed to try and sound good right now or am i supposed to try and just make everyone laugh at how bad am i singing like i never get it because the system is so bad so you know you sound horrible already and then you're trying to sing good i don't know i just have a hard time okay all right the most beautiful place you've ever been to in the world 
Uh, I mean, I love Italy. I'm like a fan of Italy because I love the package of Italy. I love the water. I love the people. I love the food. And I feel like when I eat pasta all the time, I don't know why when I'm in Italy, it doesn't go. I don't get a muffin top. When I eat a lot, the same amount of pasta here, I get a muffin top. I love it. it it's that Italian water, also known as wine. I love that. That's good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right, uh, Tim, where's the most beautiful place in the world you've ever seen or been to? Where I live right now, New York City, the most beautiful place in the world. Oh, interesting. I didn't expect you to And where in New York City thrills you? Every part of New York City thrills me. Everything. Taxi drivers are always asking me where I'm from because I'm gaping like a tourist. And I've lived here for 38 years. So it has staying power for me. I do love New York, too. I lived in New York for 13 years and it's also my second home from, you know, now being in Los Angeles. But um, I always it's there's a different vibe in New York that you don't have anywhere in the world because people are from all over the world and they just make that city so special, you know? Mm. All right. Last question. I'm a romantic. Heidi, what's the most interesting thing you've learned about love in this life? Mm. Oh, that is a good and tough question. I mean, for me, I love to love. And, you know, sometimes when you have your heart broken and I've had it broken many times, it's amazing how that little fire, because it doesn't go away. It's not like you're all of a sudden dead, even though when you break up with someone or they break up with you, you feel like dead, but there's still that little flame that's in there. And then boom, it just happens. You meet someone and it's like, it's like, it's the most amazing feeling, you know? And I love to love, I'm a love bug. You know, I, I don't know. I feel like that is what, you know, makes the world go around loving your partner, your family, your kids and, you know, to me, that's like the most special. Tim, you get the final word. What's the most interesting thing you've learned about love in this life? What pressure? Well, I, I'll say this very matter-of-factly. I've learned to never take love for granted. We just can't. Just treat it with, with, with kindness and respect and delicacy and figure that it's not forever, but that you can make it forever if, if you follow those guidelines of, of respect and, and um, candor, truth-telling. Um, it, love, love is very difficult. It's, it's a beautiful, fabulous thing, and it's also a, a, a wrecking ball. I don't want that to be the last word. <laughs> well, sometimes I think also we have to be more light about it. You know, I feel like sometimes I hear people when they say, like, you really have to work on it hard, and I'm like, I don't, then it's not good. I think it shouldn't be working hard. Like I wake up, I see my husband in the morning. I'm like, oh, I'm already melting. Like, that's not hard. It's not hard for me to be friendly, nice, loving to my love, you know? So sometimes when they're like, it's really hard work. I don't know. Or maybe it's, I'm still in the honeymoon phase. I don't know. Maybe it's, I don't know. Or maybe I'm just lucky this time that it, that it will just be rosy all the way till I close my eyes forever. Who knows? You know, well, stay I'm in the honeymoon phase. <laughs> I'm still in the honeymoon phase. Tim is like, <laughs> you're still in the honeymoon phase. <laughs> no, but stay in it. There's no reason yeah. to leave it. I'll stay in it. I thought, well, Tim, yeah. it's my longest marriage ever. 17 <laughs> years we've been married. It's the best marriage I've ever had. And me too. <laughs> And I'm marrying, never marrying anyone else. Don't tell my husband that, though. <laughs> All right, that's a mic drop, guys. We're going to leave it on that. Hey, Heidi, thank you for doing this. Tim, it is so nice to meet you. And I can tell 
why you guys are such a good team. You guys are so kind and good to each other. I like seeing good people together with each other, and I like seeing good people be good to each other. And so thank you guys for uh, giving me a little bit of your time. I really appreciate it. Thank, thank you, you so for much. It's so good to see you again. Really nice to see you. Bye. Be safe. Good luck. You too. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Carlos Watson Show podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell your friends to find us on the iHeart Podcast app or Apple Podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. And I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.